Today, our two readings come the first one from the book of Micah and the second one from the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. So, we ha- are going to start first with our Micah reading. Micah is one of the minor prophets, though you'll find out if you know much about the prophets in the Old Testament, the minor prophets are usually the ones that have the, the most to say, even though they're, they're called minor because their books are the smaller prophetic books. Yet Micah is a very powerful prophet from the minor prophets, and his words are challenging and yet also so supportive. And so we're going to read first from Micah chapter 6, the first eight verses. That's page 850 in your pew Bibles, or if you have a large print Bible, it's in the Old Testament, page 882. 
you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you, and in what have I wearied you? Answer me, for I brought you up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent uh, sent before you Moses and Aaron and Miriam. O my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised. What Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened from Kedem to uh, Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with the thousands of rams and tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And now we're going to jump forward to the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. We will read the first 12 verses. It's page 1144 in your pew Bibles or page 9 in the New Testament if you have a large print. And if you are ready to hear this word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of God for the people of God. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done 
All my treasures will mean nothing. Only what I've done for love's reward will stand the test of time. Mercy is so great that you look beyond our weakness and find purest gold in miry clay, making sinners into saints. I will always sing your praise. Here on earth and ever after, for you've shown me heaven's my true home when it's all been said and done. You're my life when life is gone. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? It's all been said and done All my treasures will mean nothing. Only what I've done for love's reward will stand the test of time. Lord, your mercy is so great that you look beyond our weakness and find purest gold in miry clay, making sinners into saints. And I will always sing your praise. on earth and ever after for you've shown me heaven's my true home when it's all been said and done you're my life when life is gracious God. We thank you and we praise you for gathering us here so we can be your people. And we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us.
bless us and remind us of what we need to do to follow you. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us now and always. We pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And together we say, Amen. I love this verse. If you don't know it, if it's not one that you've heard before, memorize this one. There's a few verses in the Bible that, you know, it's good to just have known by heart. And this is one of them. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. It's such a beautiful verse, and it comes from the prophet Micah, who was writing to the people of Israel who had lost their way. They were people, this was 2,700 years ago, yet I seem to realize that people don't change that much. I mean, everything around us might change, but people are the same today as we were then. And so the prophet Micah was writing to the people of Israel who were overcome by the world, and when that happened, when they were so overcome, overcome by all of the distractions of the world, they forgot who they were and they forgot whose they were. That, by the way, is something that we can still see happens today when people forget who they are and whose they are. And so the people of Israel had realized that they messed up and they were trying to get back in track. They were trying to get back in line with what they were supposed to do. And so they started to ask the question, well, well what do we do next? <laughs> What does, what does God want from us? We realize we've messed up. What are we supposed to do next? How can we get our lives back on the right track? And, and they start saying, you know, are we supposed to, to go sacrifice our firstborn sons? Any firstborn sons over here? Hey, Jacob, firstborn son, there we go. Are we supposed to sacrifice our firstborn sons? Does that sound like a good idea? No. Uh, of course, the second son and the third son thinks it's a good idea. Uh, interesting house you've got over there, Cordy's. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, am I supposed to sacrifice my firstborn son? Am I supposed to go light all these incenses? Am I supposed to go get all these rams and all this oil? What are we supposed to do in order to appease God, in order to get back into God's favor is what the people of Israel are asking. And Micah goes through all this, and he's like, that's not what God wants from you. What you're supposed to do next is not that difficult. God does not require much. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? It's really quite simple. It's not like God asks us to do so much. The requirements are really quite simple, but sometimes the world around us can be so distracting. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, look at this big Super Bowl game that's going to happen. I don't know if I know who's playing in the Super Bowl. I think it's the 49ers and maybe one other team. So clearly I'm not too distracted at this moment. <laughs> but uh, but so, something's going on. There's a big game today, and I know we're all going to watch it. Uh, but, you know, the world can be so distracting. There's so much out there in the world that's pulling our attention one way or the other way, and it all can be so distracting, and, and so much happens in the world. And we're taught as we walk around in this world and as we interact in this world, especially lately, I feel like we're taught that we're supposed to put ourselves first. Like, do you realize that there's this big, like, me first kind of thing going on? Like, oh, I'm the one that matters most. I need to put myself above all others. And I want to say that I'm a huge proponent of things like self-care. Self-care is really important. If I don't have enough time in a week to get enough exercise, you don't want to be around me. So I understand that self-care is important. It's important to care for ourselves 
spiritually and physically, but I realized that it seems like a lot of the world can be very distracting, and all of the idols out there in the world, all of the, the influencers and idols are telling us that we need to kind of focus more on ourselves. And just to kind of make my point here, there's this song that's on my Spotify playlist that comes up all the time. I don't, I think I can probably delete it, but I don't. I just kind of get stuck in my head for a minute, and then I skip the song. It's a song that is called Love Myself. Do you guys know that song? Do you know that song? Do you know that song? Anybody, not on anybody else's playlist? I have no idea why it's on mine, but it comes up all the time. I can even actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play just a little clip in case maybe you've heard it for a second. It's this song that I don't know when it's from. It's by somebody named Haley Steinfeld, but I'll play it for a second. Maybe you can hear it on. Okay, it's not going to play for, oh, it's because it's connected to the sound. Okay, I was going to play it for you. Sorry, but that's not going to happen. But in this song, she sings this verse. She says, hey, going to love myself and I don't need anybody else. And she just keeps going through this like, hey, I'm going to love myself and I don't need anybody else. And I looked up because the song bugs me. Whenever it comes on in my car and she starts singing this and I'm thinking and I'm like, this sounds like such a selfish song. Like I'm going to love myself and I don't need anybody else. And as I said, I'm all about self-care. That's an important thing to do if we want to interact with people in society we have to take care of ourselves but I get really worried when people start to seem like we need to care only about ourselves like we're the ones that matter and so I looked up what the singer said about the song and she said it's ultimately about taking care of and indulging yourself and I'm like that's why that song bothers me when there's so much kind of it all that matters is what I do for myself I'm going to take care of me I'm not going to worry about anybody else that seems to be a really popular popular mentality out there in the world and that's the kind of mentality that really really bugs me and it bugs me because I think it's extremely extremely dangerous uh, this whole entire me first mentality what it does is it ends up breaking our relationship with God because when we're only caring about ourselves then we forget who we are because we forget whose we are. When we start putting ourselves above everybody else, then we forget that we belong to God. God is our God and God is our guide. And when we break our relationship with God, we forget to do what's merciful and just. We forget to do what's kind and what's loving. We, we forget about all of this when we start to put ourselves first. And did you know that there are actually 26 cities in the United States where it is actually illegal to feed homeless people? Did you know that? 26 cities, and I'm sure that they have all their own justification for this, that, oh, we, there, we have shelters, this, that, or the other thing. I don't care about the reason. All I know is that there are 26 cities in the United States where it is illegal to feed people who are homeless. And while that is such a terrible thing, I also know, and this comes up on the news all the time, that there's often people who are getting arrested because what are they doing? <laughs> Feeding the homeless, whether it's legal or not. And I love that. And what I notice about these people who get arrested and a lot of times they get arrested again and again they're they're often older which means that they must be wiser they're older and they're wiser and they're also extremely faithful and so they look around and they see that it, it that there are people out there who are starving and they don't care that it's breaking the law because they know who they are and they know whose they are they know that they belong to God and and they know that in order to be in a relationship with God they need to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with 
our God. And so they start to realize this and they don't, they don't seem to care whether something's legal or not, whether the world says it's acceptable or not, because they know what they need to do as people of God. And so I love it. It's usually these older folks who get out and they're getting arrested for feeding the homeless. I don't know if they're ever charged with the crime, but I always think that it is so wonderful that they are doing justice regardless of what the world says. So in, in the Sermon on the Mount, which we just read part of from today, because I gave you two readings, because both of them came up in the lectionary, and they're both two of my favorite readings that came up in the lectionary, so you get to hear them both. We have Micah chapter 6, and then we have Matthew chapter 5, and Matthew gives us a, a shorter version of uh, the Beatitudes. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount, and the Beatitudes is a listing of blessings and woes, and so he gives us this listing of the Beatitudes attitudes and Jesus like Micah tells the people that God doesn't want us to do what the world says is right God wants us to do what God says is good and right and loving and just and so Jesus starts to list off list off all sorts of people that he says receive God's favor he says blessed are the poor in spirit now the poor in spirit are those who are crying out in desperation to God like people who are homeless and in need of food or in need of shelter and then he says blessed are those who mourn whether we're mourning the loss of a loved one or whether we're mourning the way that sometimes it seems like the world is turning blessed are those who are mourn they will feel God's presence blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness the people who hunger and thirst for righteousness are those who see what is good and right and they want that good and that right and that righteousness to prevail in the world blessed are those who are merciful the merciful are those who are eager to help people in need now i'm going to tell you we need more people who are merciful in this world the merciful are those who want to help people in need and in the beatitudes we learn that they are the people who are blessed by god blessed are the peacemakers the peacemakers are the people who it doesn't matter if they're risking their own safety they want to make their way to mediate situations and to, to help create peace for others. Both Micah and Jesus tell us what God wants from us. No matter what we've done up to this point in our lives, God wants us to do what's good and what's right and what's just in this world. And when we do all those things that are good and right and just, when we put the needs of, of God's people, whoever they might be, in front of the needs of ourselves, that is when we build our relationship with God. And the reality is, is that God doesn't care about how many followers we have or likes we get, no matter what it's about. God doesn't care how popular we are. God God doesn't care how many people like us or how many people, you know, want to be friends with us. God doesn't care about any of that. God cares about our hearts. God cares about if we, if we like to do what's right, what's just. God cares about if we want to do what's 
with loving and with kind. And here's the thing about our relationship with God is our relationship with God is most evident by the way that we act. There are plenty of people out there in the world who say that they are followers of Christ and, and they say that they're Christians and yet they go out there and they do terrible things. I couldn't find the video, but I remember a video a while ago and there was a missionary who was in Africa somewhere. I don't know where in Africa, somewhere out in Africa. And he's a missionary, so he's supposed to be going and spreading the love and, and the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And instead, there's a video of him doing and saying all of these terrible things. And it's like, okay, somebody needs to get him out of there. He needs to go home and go back to his church and learn what, what it's really about. But what matters so much is our actions show our faith. Now, I'll tell you, I'm going to talk about my brother for a second, and I promise I won't talk about him again for a while. Uh, my, my, my brother, you know, he just passed away. Thank you all for all your love and support. You're all absolutely amazing. We have such an amazing church community here. But um, my brother, he, I knew he had such strong faith. I actually just took like a screenshot of one of his texts to me where he's talking about when he really came to faith in the Lord back when he was 33 and how much that meant to him and what he believed. And I took a picture of it and sent it to my mother because that's just the kind of thing that warms our heart. But it's not just that he had faith and that he spoke his faith. That's really important that we come to a faith that we can articulate and that we can speak. But what I realized showed his faith even more wasn't just those words, wasn't just him texting me, telling me what he believes, wasn't just him talking about that, but it was even more. It was when all those 500 plus people came through the calling hours and started to tell me stories, like how when they were with him in the grocery store and a woodland couldn't afford her groceries, and so what did he do? He paid for her groceries. Or a friend who couldn't make it and sent me a note about when he was in a middle schooler and, and he was on the football team and they didn't have enough kids for the middle school football team so the kids had to get moved up to JV and so uh, he was too small really though to play against all those big varsity kids and so he told me the story about how my brother who knew who he was because he was friends with me went and, and pulled him off from the sidelines and helped him feel included and brought him to all the team dinners and, and helped him feel like a part of the team you know there were stories from like the older ladies who I know he never really charged to do their electrical work but how, how they'd need help and, and he, they said, well, we'd call your brother and he'd be there in just, just a minute, you know, as soon as he could. He wouldn't even send one of his workers. He'd come on his own. And, and you know, all of those stories, that's how we know that somebody's faith is not just a faith that they say, but a faith that they feel and a faith that they live. It is so important, friends, that we don't just say our faith, that we don't just come to church and and talk about our faith and, and sing some really awesome songs because we have really awesome musicians. And it's not like we're just here to do all that, but we actually need to learn how to take our faith and go out into the world and how to live our faith. We need to learn when we come to church how to do justice, how to love kindness, and how to walk humbly with our God. There is another verse that I love so much that I'm going to bring up to you today. And this comes from the, the first letter of John. I was watching a movie a while ago, and they said it was the gospel of John. It wasn't. It's first letter of John. But so this comes from the first letter of John, and it says, Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love a God whom they have not seen. 
Let's put all of this wisdom that we have from, from our different lessons throughout the Bible together. We've got the words of wisdom from Micah. We have the words of wisdom from the Beatitudes. We have the words of wisdom from this first letter of John. Let's put all of these words together and realize that what we need to do in our lives is we need to be in relationship with God. And the way we are in relationship with God is by doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly with our God. We don't for create our relationship with God by putting ourselves above all others. That's not going to get us anywhere. We can do all the self-care in the world, and it's not going to get us where we need to be if we don't practice love and justice and kindness. But the reality is that when we practice those things, that's when we're giving that faithful assurance to those around, her, around us. When we practice those things, that's when our faith becomes evident, not just to ourselves, but to others around us and to God. When we practice our love and our justice and our kindness and walking with God, that's how we become the people that God wants us to be. So what are we supposed to do when we leave this church? Are we supposed to go out and, and start evangelizing in tremendous ways? You can if you want. But no, what are we supposed to do? Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with God. I promise you, Jesus is taking care of the rest. That is what we need to do. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you on this day. We thank you for pouring your Holy Spirit upon us and for blessing us at all times and all places. And we ask that you pour your spirit upon us now. Bless us with your spirit and with your power and with your love so that we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. We pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Almighty God, my Redeemer, my hiding place, my safe refuge, no other name like Jesus, no power can stand against you. My feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken. My hope, it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation. Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I am weak, you make me strong. When I am poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. God, my Redeemer, my hiding place, my safe refuge, no other name like Jesus, no power can stand against you, my feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken, my hope it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation, 
Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I am weak, you make me strong. When I am poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. Go forth with the love of Christ, go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.